You're listening to Between Two Bridges, a business-to-business podcast. With your hosts, Anthony R. Destiny, Joe Ferrani, and Jerry Kenna. Interviewing entrepreneurs, business operators, and investors. This episode of Between Two Bridges is sponsored by Paymark Payroll. Payday is the most important day to your most important people. And Payday is made easy at www.payyourpeople.com. Another episode of Between Two Bridges. I'm Anthony Ardestiny. Joseph Ferranti. Jerry Kenna. And the hungriest man in Pittsburgh. Bill Deller. Bill Deller. Um, I won't get out of here with my life. Uh, my wife wanted me to ask you this, but where can she get Beef Wellington at? In Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. Oh, man. That's a great question. <laughs> my neighbor makes it. You can killer. think on that one. <laughs> We're going to divide our audience first off. Where's the best pizza? Ooh, <laughs> man. Uh, you know, my, my favorite pizza in Pittsburgh has got to be Pizzeria David. Oh, yeah. Okay. But close, close second is a uh, Pizza Lupo in Lawrenceville. All right. Big fan of them, too. Where's the Pizzeria David? It's on the side of Deanoia's Eatery. Oh, it's part Street. of Deanoia's. Well, right. They got a bunch of locations now. Okay. And I've had a couple of them closed, actually. But... Very in quality in the the branch campuses. Yeah, yeah but the front, the the OG, that's the best Pittsburgh. You got to eat pizza too, or so eat it on the way home. Our nine yeah. listeners at home are wondering why we just fired off five food questions to this <laughs> yeah, dude that weighs about a hundred and sixty-five pounds soaking wet. Oh, so one ninety. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, introduce yourself, yes, Bill. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess. I'm well known as the the PGH food dude on Instagram, at least. Other than that, I'm a adopted Pittsburgher, um, believe it or not, being the P- PGH food dude. Um, and professionally, I work for uh, Schneider Downs. I'm a shareholder in our IT risk advisory practice, help lead uh, cybersecurity advisory and uh governance, risk, and compliance types of services for a team of about 40 to 50 folks. Nice. That's that's probably not as entertaining to talk about as food, though, right? No, that's uh, <laughs> we can start there. it's the best opening and, and closer <laughs> with my clients, too. It's food, right, all day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been doing the Pittsburgh Food Dude Instagram page? Man, I think it's been it's going on eight years now, maybe. Seven or eight years when Instagram was in its infancy, for sure. Really? Yeah. Are you on all the socials or just Insta? No, uh, just Instagram. I, I, I branched into Facebook a little bit, but found that not to be my, my target market at some point. Okay. And uh, never got into TikTok um, due to largely because of the aforementioned cybersecurity <laughs> professional. Are you saying they're spying on us? Yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
You remember your first post? My first post. Yeah. Was it a permani sandwich? You know, I... It was 2015, so you are... I've been taking pictures of food since <laughs> I've had a phone when I was 18. And, oh, man. My first post was probably Fatheads. I bet you that was the first That is true, man. The Chicken Little Head Witch. Was it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> look at you. Yeah, okay. Man. Because, yeah, I was a frequenter there. I had my you know name on the wall and stuff when I started to get into beer and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, you got my page up? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I got to research oh. you, bud. Oh, my yeah. stomach is over here just like rolling, <laughs> oh, yeah. like watching this go by. But so what made you want to do this? Like what was, I mean, you said you like to take pictures of food, but there's yeah. something behind it. I mean, honestly, it was pretty selfish. <laughs> 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 I, I uh, at the time, like when it kind of started out, um, there were a few other quote unquote food bloggers in Pittsburgh and they took pictures of their food too. Uh, didn't think their pictures were all that good. And I was like, I'm already taking pictures of my food. Why don't I just post them? And, and I really created it as a catalog for myself to like mm -hmm. go back on and be like, Oh, that, that yeah, was I gotta amazing. go back to that place. Yeah. That place was yeah, great. Exactly. Right. So do you, um, do you ever eat for free? The companies call you and say hey we want you to come in like is that part of the end game are we allowed to talk about that yeah yeah absolutely i'm i'm an open book really yeah and like there's a ton of free food and that's that was <laughs> that was a, a uh a big benefit of it there's no doubt yeah, yeah. um I, I tried to i think monetize it more but i learned pretty quickly that uh especially the places that i wanted to go local not chains chains will give a little bit up but the local places, all they're willing to give you is free food. But that's that was fine by me. So yeah. that became the focus. I mean, as a small business owner, if someone's going to put you out to, I don't know how many followers you have now, but like if someone's going to put you out to like say 2,000 people and you say, hey, what does it cost me? And you're like, ah, just your most popular menu item. You're like, all right, fire one up. It's, it's yeah. half price free advertisement pretty much, you know? Yeah, he's got over 11,000. Oh, 11,000. He's huh? got quite following. Yeah, I noticed my my cousin. She's uh, I guess she goes by the Insta handle Foranimal four one two. Oh yeah, that rings a bell. And uh, yeah, she's it's a play on her last name Ferranti, and uh, she does all kind of fun stuff. You yeah, know? like she's constantly out there putting herself out there. So I mean, it's definitely a, a, a niche that if you're good at it and you're willing to work at it, you can get eleven thousand followers but yeah. you, you obviously had to put in some work right yeah yeah there's no doubt a lot of lbs and cows <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even think about that side of it. Yeah. late night meals indigestion yeah. you put in a lot of hard work <laughs> a lot of bad meals probably that's true yeah not everything's fantastic do you want to blast anyone do i want to blast anyone <laughs> you know i gave one bad review okay. on it ever because i the whole thing is I want to, wanted to promote local businesses and local good food and avoid chain restaurants and whatnot. So I tried to avoid that. But one time I blasted a vegan place, a very popular vegan place that okay. I was just like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like, I don't get it. And I wanted to get it. Like, I, I tried being a vegan for three days at one point, And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll give everything a fair try. No, absolutely never again. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. And yeah, it didn't work for me. But okay. yeah, it's a very, it's one of the most popular places. Like James Beard 
awarded and nomineed uh, chefs. So it's funny because if you don't like tofu, I don't care how you prepare it; it's just not good. You know, like if you just don't like something. <laughs> I, I like some good some some certain tofu dishes at like this one Sichuan restaurant that I've been to, Chengdu Gourmet. Okay. They do a mapo tofu. It's spicy. It's sweet. Like you would like that. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I'm always into trying like stuff. My, but my, I'm such a like yinzer when it comes to eating. I'm like, give me a burger, yeah, give me a steak, not. you know. But then my <laughs> my wife has a, a she's like into all the Aladdin's eatery and stuff like that. And, sure. And some of the things that she gives me, I'm like, man, that's so good. I should, you know, expand your horizon. I mean, obviously you've done it. You've probably tried stuff in this adventure that you're like, I wouldn't eat that on a normal day, but you do it. And no, I love the unusual stuff. Yeah. We, I've gone to dinner with Bill, and going to dinner with him is an experience <laughs> because he doesn't just order like, I'm going to have the steak. <laughs> the waitress comes over, and he's like, okay, we're going to try this and that and this and that, <laughs> and I'm going to have these three entrees, and uh, after all that, I'm going to order these four desserts. And, like, we just – we went to, we went to Vegas. It was awesome. We went to Vegas last year, and that was the first time I had gone to dinner with you. And there were six of us. And every time we went to dinner, it was like an entire table full of food. And we were all just trying everything. That's the best we way ate to do more. It. We ate, we tried different things. My wife was trying stuff that she never would have tried. And it, it opened our eyes to things mm-hmm. that like I'd have never gone to a restaurant and been like, I'm going to order that because there's very little chance of me and my wife are going to eat it. Right. But he ordered it. And we all shared it, and I'm like, that's actually really freaking good. Dude, that puts me in my happy place when we're out to eat, and, like, I want one thing, and my wife's like, I wanted to get that too, but I also wanted to get this oh, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, then you get two, and it's like, she eats like a bird. I'm like, daddy is going to go full tonight. That's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite yeah. situation. It's, a, it's an experience. We're like it ordering, fun. like, five hoagies and, like, cutting them up amongst the group. So you got the oh, right that's, style when that's it comes the way to, to dining. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about that tapas place, the first place we went to. Topless and I didn't place. know. That was good. Yeah. Top, Did you say topless? Tapas. Tapas. Oh, okay. <laughs> not topless. Okay. Topless tapas. Should I got to keep my shirt on. There's an idea. The funny thing about that trip is that every night dinner got more expensive. It did. Yeah. And then you guys left the day early. Yeah. So the only four of us went to the last dinner. And it was still more expensive because oh we went to Gordon Ramsay Steak. Oh, right. And the four of us spent more money than we did <laughs> six of us the day before. Vegas is getting ridiculously Oh, expensive. my God. Yeah. Yeah, I oh feel like God. restaurants is a whole better bring it. If, you yeah. know, it's fine if you're going to charge. I have no problem spending money on a, a great meal. But, like, when you spend money and you, like, feel like you were at Haas's Steakhouse, mm-hmm. that's when yeah. it burns. Yeah. And that's what's going to hurt them the most. If they don't bring it every day, they're going to go out of business. You know what I always thought funny is, like, you go to places that are, like, great atmosphere, like, really could be a cool place, and then their food sucks. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, you could take it next level if you just hired a chef to throw all this shit in the trash and redo it and (laughs) have, like, good, modern, trendy food that's, like delicious yeah your mom had to make one good meal right we so went, figure out that meal and put it on your menu we right. went over like the holidays we took the kids down to ogle bay down in west virginia and it's it's awesome like the place is so cool the the um 
the lodge and like all the Christmas lights were going on. It was a really a cool place and there's so much to do and all these different things. Like you could tour the mansion. They had all these light shows, all this shit, but every restaurant had similar food mm. and it all kind of sucked. <laughs> and I think like seven Springs is the same thing. Yeah. Like you go up there and you have the atmosphere, you have the lodge, everything's good. All the food just sucks. Yeah. Seven Springs used to have that seafood buffet, like yeah. Saturday nights. It was killer. Right. Maybe it was just quantity, not quality, quantity. Yeah, but I feel like if they just took some time to develop a menu and have somebody up there that knows what the hell they're doing, it would completely change how many people would go up there because they can go up there and yeah. get, like, a quality meal. Yeah, look at Nemecolon. Right. Yeah. Like, absolute James Beard awarded chef and year after year of acclaim. So, like, yeah. It's doable and people will come. Yeah. They have Nemecolon has phenomenal stuff going on up there. I mean, out of this world stuff, and it's funny. Like my my cousin that is the fur animal, her sister was a a pastry chef at Nemecolon. Like went oh, really? to school. I think trained. she's the one that's yeah won the awards. Yeah, and she was. It's like crazy. Like she worked with this guy like because he was so good. You know, she went to work with him because like. Like sensei stuff, you know, it's yeah, crazy to learn from him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole art form, you know, and like you said, a little bit of effort goes a long way too. Yeah, and I don't under, I mean, I'm sure that the cost is is different between their margins suck, mediocre, <laughs> but like charge a little more, and you, you know, I don't know, I just don't think that it's that much difference in price to get fresh produce versus frozen produce. Oh yeah. And charge a little more because yeah. it's better quality. People will pay it. Yeah, you're but not like, a Boy Scout camp. Let's like, get to- <laughs> we, you know, we can tell that these peas and carrots came out of a bag. Like, you know, that, that kind of shit goes a long way. Um, I don't know. Bill, do you have any culinary background at all? Not really. I mean, my, my in-laws are Italian. And, uh, <laughs> so, manja, <manja>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely, I, I love cooking. <clears throat> I cook quite a bit, so I've taught myself. My wife's taught me. You know, <laughs> I'm like bit, an Instapot chef. A what? An Instapot chef. Instapot, yeah. 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 Well, I was recently eating soups. I was making in an Instapot, and it's just so easy. The soup, I, yeah. yeah. I think I made a cream of mushroom soup. Love cream of mushroom. Yeah. Turned out great. I made uh, beef stroganoff. Mm. Was okay. Subpar. Yeah. I could have served it at Ogilvy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't yeah. like... I don't, I don't like crock pot or instant pot meat, no. like that kind of. It just grosses me out. It's well, like you, pasty. You sear it you first. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's got to be the right cut for me. All right, note to yeah. self. Yeah, it's got to no be the, crock pot meat when Jerry like, <laughs> pork, pork. Pork works okay in a crock pot because you, you're supposed to cook pork over up to two o three internal right. temp so that it breaks down all the muscle fibers and stuff. And like that, that can work. That can work, but, but I'd much rather put it on charcoal for agrees. seven hours, yeah, yeah. ten hours. Yeah. Pellets, That's yeah. yeah, yeah. I just did a pastrami this past weekend, so I cured it. Took like five to seven days, and then smoked it on Sunday. Really? How oh, long yeah. did you smoke that? It took about twelve hours. What, what was 12, the temp? Twelve to thirteen hours at two twenty-five. Yeah. We did pizzas on my smoker. Like I just put a stone on smoked there. Pizza. And just it, they were good. I mean. Yeah, I, those smokers, the pellets, those—they're the best. Yeah, we've gotten tools now that like our parents didn't have. Yeah. You know, we, we've gotten <laughs> apparatuses to become good chefs. You it's know, true. 
Yeah, it's too easy. Yeah, like yeah. a good steak on a pellet stove is, is easy and, to do. Yeah, and forever you either had like a Weber kettle or you had a gas grill. But now, you like Amber makes fun of me because I have, I have a, <laughs> yeah, you I have have a Blackstone. A so I have like the, <laughs> yes. the, 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 uh, the trifecta. Yeah, I have the Blackstone. I have the uh, I have a uh, Komodo Joe, like a hard uh, charcoal, one of those big ceramic smokers. I have a Weber kettle. You have a green egg? No, well, the Komodo Joe is basically a green okay. egg, except it's red. But it's the same <laughs> concept. Um, uh, but And then I'm like, I think I want to get, just to get a gas grill. <laughs> and she's like, another grill? Yeah. We need another grill? you got to have like, the tried well, and true gas. Yeah, though, like, I mean, yeah. just because, like, hey, we're going to make hamburgers for dinner, like... Sometimes firing up a charcoal grill to make fucking cheeseburgers is a pain in the ass, yeah. you know? And uh, I don't always want to put them on the flat top. I want right. flame. True. Well, that pellet so. stove I have has like a slot. So you can sear them in the middle. And then once yeah. they're seared, you put them out to the outside and just cook Which them. Which one do you have? The Pit Boss. So I had a Pit Boss. Yeah, watch that's why that, I bought mine. Watch that shit. Because, you know, the whole idea, like, set it and forget it. So I went to make a pulled pork <laughs> on it. Okay. And... uh I put it on in the morning. I went to work, and I thought, I'm going to go home and just check, Ooh. make sure. And I did. Thank God. It was off. Oh, the the, the pellets fed too much, and it overflowed. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then it, it basically smothered the flame. Yeah. No more flame. I'm like, Jesus, thank God, because it was still at like 100 and some degrees. So I'm like, all right, well, the meat isn't like hopefully ruined. So I took it off, cleaned it out, had to vacuum all the sh- pellets out, Started it back up, and then uh, thankfully I hadn't left yet. I hadn't put the meat on. I was waiting for it. Fucking thing just catches on fire. <laughs> I'm like pulling it away from my house. There's flames shooting out the whole thing. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm probably gonna just put this on hold. I fucking wrap that thing up, and put it in the fridge. I'm like, I'm this is like, not. This is not uh, the day. For I this. bought the pit boss on your recommendation. Yeah, I would just be careful with that because it might burn your house down. Yeah. yeah, well. So insurance damn. is a beautiful thing. That's why I went with the Komodo Joe because that thing, it's not as set it and forget it because it's not feeding pellets. But if you fill that thing with charcoal, that motherfucker will run for 15 hours. Huh. Like yeah. it just goes and goes and goes. So, you know, you can make a pulled pork on it in 10, 12 hours and you're good. You can, you can make pulled pork in an instant pot in 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. You, put you do that. Fire, yeah. yeah. Well, you put enough tough. barbecue sauce on there. You do that. I'll put one on a Komodo Joe. We'll taste. We'll, we'll have a, yeah. a blind taste test. Uh, so do you do any grilling at home? Oh, yeah. What, do you have a backyard full of grills? Or? I, I still need to get the Blackstone to, to finish the trifecta. Yeah. But I've got a Weber gas. And then I put, you know, cast iron skillet on that to really serve as that purpose. And then a Traeger pellet grill. Yeah. For for everything in between, more or less. Do you take pictures of your stuff? Oh yeah. I mean I take Is it also on Yeah, I usually post that stuff to stories and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. We uh I, it was like a thing though back in the day like when cameras and like instagram first came out everybody was taking pictures yeah that's like food. what twitter was, was yeah just food. <laughs> food yeah, yeah everybody's <laughs> dinner yeah i remember but yeah. some people do it better and that's why you're still here yeah. have you ever been in a restaurant and being treated poorly and go do you know i'm pittsburgh food dude <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> there was a you uh, my brother was telling me that you guys went to dinner and i won't i won't blast the the name of the restaurant but I guess there was some sort of confusion. Mm. And oh, yeah. you 
and they were like, yeah, we can't. We don't have room for you. This isn't going to work. And, like, I think there was even reservations. I don't remember. But AJ's telling me, and he's like, so we had to leave. And I'm like, did they just – did they just blow it with Pittsburgh food dude? Like they had Pittsburgh food dude in their lobby. Dude, you should just take a picture of your hand outside. Like <laughs> this is what I got from so and so eats. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was a shame because they were rude. Yeah, and we had three kids there. We were like, we're not dealing with this. No. Mm. Yeah. 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 You have kids? Two. Yeah. Two. Ages? Almost five and and two. Yeah. How about you guys? I'm, I'm, I have two. Uh, one's four. One's six. About to be seven. Maybe seven. About yeah. Six about to be seven. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a second. I don't want to rush it along. I mean, her, she will turn seven uh, yeah. this month. Probably the, actually, it'll probably be two days after we air this on the fifteenth. So shout out, happy birthday, Reese. There yeah. we go, Reese. Yeah. No good. I got a three-year-old Arlo. This boy. Yeah. Handful. Nice. Yeah. Any kids there? <laughs> yeah, two. I think you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What about our listeners? Guys. Do they know? Yeah, they know. <laughs> I think I've complained about them on. I'm just amazed you don't have any gray hair, bro. Don't have any gray hair. I don't see any you, from what I'm saying. You oh, might need your pepper. In there. When was the last time you had your eyes checked? <laughs> well, we had a referee on had forty twenty, so <laughs> I feel like I'm twenty twenty. <laughs> Where do you find new places, man? Is there uh, blogs out there? Or are you just kind of driving around? Is there websites yeah. to follow? Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh Magazine's pretty good at, you know, having the the new owners and the new, um, you know, chefs come to them to tell them about stuff that's coming up. I mean, there's bloggers that are doing this better than me now, too, that put more time and effort in do the uh, reels, right? Like that's all Instagram yeah. is anymore. Mm-hmm. So the folks that can dedicate the time to that, not including myself. You're not <laughs> um, a real guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're they're great to watch, but you know, you gotta hire a video editor really to get into that. And that was more or less where I drew the line because I, I liked to take the pictures myself, you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's part of the uh, allure to, <laughs> to the, the the whole gig right man it's different it's weird like you watch these reels or tiktok and you think like this person is like dedicated to trying to become famous on here and yeah. sometimes people are just acting like yeah. complete morons <laughs> and i'm like just think like your friends and family are watching this going what the fuck is he doing like what oh, are you uh... i just saw a guy on there his handle was like raw chicken man <laughs> I swear to God, no. this was yesterday, and he's I like, he's like watching. I'm eating raw chicken every day until my oh, tummy I did, hurts. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and I'm like, he's not. He picked up a chicken breast and just went to town. And I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> then he picked he up the yet? Ziploc bag that it was in and drank the goo. No, oh, I'm like, no. I can't anymore. Next episode, I can't. Dude, wait a second. Horrible. So, have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? No, I've not. But so, I heard about it. They yeah, were crocs. And we're living it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, and that does proof. Because they like had an episode, like, and it, in the movie, there was a show called, like, Ouch, Ouch, My Balls. And they would just kick, <laughs> kick each other in the junk. And, like, whoever was the last man standing won. 
Yeah, we're in a real world. Yeah, we're like really living that movie. Like somebody's like, what is Uncle Tom doing eating a fucking chicken breast (laughs) raw on TikTok? What is he doing? His kids went to school. (laughs) What's your dad doing? dad just fucking pounding raw chicken? (laughs) What's he doing? What's going on? And he he had a glass of uh, eggs in it, like raw eggs. And I assume he drank that after, but I didn't get that far in a video. I'm like, I'm going to throw up. Like, this is disgusting. Yeah, the eggs are fine. Like, yeah, it's still yeah. gross, bud. Yeah. Have you done that? Do you do that? I've drank raw eggs. Not more than really? two at a time. Like This dude had a glass for yeah, like that's he was like Rocky a style. whole dozen. Dude, Rocky used to chase, chase live chickens, bro. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. raw chickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this but people do such ridiculous shit on there. But yeah. and then if you don't do ridiculous shit, some of the editing and some of the like video work, I'm like, this guy's putting a little this this putting a lot of time into this. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, I know there's like AI video editing now too and, and whatnot, but yeah, I I love a nice picture of of a. Uh, of so food. you're an iPhone guy. Yeah. So all your pictures you take it with the phone, or do you have a. Yeah, yeah. I've always just taken it with with my with my iPhone. Yeah, it's incredible what what the how, how oh, long yeah. they've come since like portrait mode. Oh yeah. Very artistic. Yeah, I mean, I got some pictures of my kids that are better than a professional would take. Right. Because I caught them in the moment and. You're not going to get that when you go to, like, well, there is no more, like, Olin Mills photo studio, is there? Macy's, J.C. Penney's, go get your family picture taken. Yeah, no, there's still people, like, photographers doing that, though. Yeah, they all have creative backdrops, though, now. Like, yeah. Got, like, the not old just farm the sunburst. Keep yeah. green screens. Sunburst, yeah. gray screens. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what's it? Are you just, are you going to continue to use the, are you going to try to monetize it? Or are you going to try to keep building it? Or is it just kind of a hobby? I think uh, this is just a way to get free food. You should tell me from a tax purpose when it turns into hobby loss. But uh, well, I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. The IRS is going to tell you that. Internal Revenue Service. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I've long you know thought about if I want to turn the corner there. But I, I think I've I've really shifted to focusing you know to growing Schneider Downs and, and trying to. Uh, Take advantage of those profit margins a little bit more. <laughs> Turn into a dad. Yeah, yeah, that too, family. right? Yeah, like I can't go out in the middle of the week as much anymore either, which which hurts. Like I have had to turn down so much free food, which, is, <laughs> which hurts. And like free booze too. Like when people have these events and they just invite media of all the blo- like local bloggers and websites and whatnot, like it's, it's open bar and it's open menu. Like it's yeah. it, it's a party, so that sounds like a good time. Oh yeah, if you, you need somebody, to yeah, go. just hire some people. We, I mean, we can yeah, turn yeah, this into real quick. We got three guys right here. Yeah, I'll eat. I could eat. <laughs> Jerry could eat. <laughs> so yeah, I I did try that for a while, and then uh, their pictures didn't live up to my my quality standards. So I was like, yeah, I'm not inviting right. you anymore. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'll take classes. Jerry can eat, and I'll take pictures and drink. Works out perfect. Yeah. <laughs> do we want to shift to Schneider Downs and see what talk about what you yeah, do on your day, about day job? Yeah. So what exactly do you do? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, in layman's terms, because mm-hmm. the first time around, I got like I wear a sweatshirt. Risk. Risk. Stockholder. <laughs> Booyah. Hoorah. Schneider Downs. Let's go. That's that's fair. Okay, that's fair. No, so, I mean, I work with, with businesses to make them more secure. 
and to prove to their customers that they are secure, right? So we do audits, we do assessments. Um, there's a lot of like acronyms in my space for, for frameworks and compliance stuff that, uh, that we use. HIPAA is probably one that's like really common to you guys and, and the general public, but there's just dozens of, of other types of frameworks and reports that we use to help prove that folks are secure and then uh, let them provide that to their customers from an independent auditor's perspective. Yeah. So my uh, point of sale is cloud-based. I don't know how secure it is, <laughs> but they tell me it's secure. So sure. I'm sure somewhere in their portfolio, they have a company like yours working side by side. Yeah. To let us know. What's your, your point? So I own a dry cleaners and we work with SMRT. We call it smart and uh, California based. Sure. Yeah. They're up and coming. I mean, well, they were up and coming. They're there now. They're second largest, maybe if not the first largest in our sector. Yeah. And uh, the, their competitor was bought out by a credit card processing company. Yep. See that a lot now. Yeah. So they'd be uh, what's called PCI certified payment card industry has what they call a data security standard. Um, so anyone who processes uh, cardholder data has to be PCI compliant. Uh, compliant. Right. And then yeah. if you're going to store cards, there's more compliancy, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's like one of the things we do. That's what yeah. makes it better for us. We get paid when the job's done immediately because we have cards on file. Some right. people don't like it, but it's secure. You know, like you just tell them, like I, you are the one that vouches for a company like that, I would assume. I just don't know it. I mean, you have a credit card processing company, so I do. you understand it a little bit better than yeah than I. <laughs> yeah, there's there's strict rules about how you have to protect people's credit card process credit card numbers. You're not allowed to have record of them. You're not allowed to have them in a file, like physical file. Yep. You're not allowed to have them in a program. They have to be encrypted. Right. So, um, our processing company, we board our deals, most of our deals through Card Connect. Uh, Card Connect will save payment data um but it's all encrypted so once it once it i enter it into the system it basically turns it into a digital token i can no longer read what it says um now it's saved in there so i can go in and bill the client and just hit their card you'll never if see I have authorizations but i can't access that and nobody could log in and pull a credit card number it's impossible and you can't even pull all 16 digits no but you see the last four and the last four in the expiration yeah. exactly yeah i remember back when <clears throat> we're going back 15 20 years ago when i started the delivery route i had like this sheet of paper <laughs> Yeah. And I had all the credit card numbers and the expiration date. That was before the CVC code on the back and everything. Yeah. And I always thought that was funny that I'd just sit in there and enter, you know, it's like. Yeah, you can't get away with that now. And we have to do key, complete PCI compliance checks uh, for all of our clients at a certain uh, every so often. And if not, they get charged a monthly fee. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, if a you saw a bunch of entered cards, it would be a red Yeah, it's flag. not good. <laughs> yeah, the easiest way to be compliant from your perspective, you just complete an SAQ and a self-assessment questionnaire. It's tough to know which even one you got to do, but... It is. Like, I, I help clients through them, Yeah, and they're Yeah, they're we got a workflow. I guess then you have a workflow. Oh, really? Yeah, just like based on how you process your credit card you have to fill out this questionnaire. Yeah. yeah, send me that. Yeah. I'd use I could use that. If anybody from Schneider Downs is listening, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all about giving out free resources like to make it easier for everyone, yeah. more transparent. Like 
Well, yeah, that's what's funny is like I think as a business owner, you think, well, I shouldn't have to pay these fees. But like the actual moving mechanism behind that merchant service. Yeah, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of parts to it. I mean, he's in one sector. You're in one sector. Yeah. There's a room full of other people that are in another sector. Yeah. There's so many moving parts. And plus, as a business owner, your cash flow is instant. You know? Yeah. So, like, it's like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Because if you have $300 coming in from an order that you wouldn't have for 10 days if you're waiting for a check, you're paying for convenience. <laughs> And now a brief word from our sponsor. This episode of Between Two Bridges is sponsored by Paymark Payroll. Are you tired of spending countless hours juggling payroll calculations, tax filings, and compliance regulations? Well, say goodbye to that chore and let Paymark Payroll take the burden off your shoulders. With our secure online portal, you can access your business information from any internet location, even your phone. Employees will love the ability to receive direct deposits, and they can access all their pay stubs, tax forms, and information through their own portal. Focus on growing your business while we take care of the rest. With top-notch customer support, we're always here to assist you with anything at any time. Don't let payroll stress hold you back. Choose Paymark Payroll and experience the freedom to thrive. Contact us at payyourpeople.com for a personalized consultation and a demonstration of our powerful payroll solutions and see how Paymark Payroll can better your workflow. That's payyourpeople.com. Join the growing list of satisfied businesses that have embraced the convenience and efficiency of Paymark. Payday made easy. Your business deserves nothing less than the best, and that's exactly what Paymark Payroll delivers. Now back to the show. So you're a shareholder, it says. Yep. Yeah. Newly minted as of last summer. So, so it's a private firm or like how are you you're exclusive? How yeah. does that work? We're we're a top sixty CPA firm in the okay. country. Um based HQ in, in Pittsburgh. We're in mm-hmm. one PPG. But we've got uh, an office in Columbus, Ohio, and D.C. But we've got clients more or less around the whole globe. Um, so the IT risk advisory function is part of our full RAS function, risk advisory, which is like partly internal audit. So we, you know, we go into other organizations. We do Sarbanes-Oxley. Yep testing internal and are the internal audit function right for for a number of types of organizations so that team's like 120 folks out of the 600 that are that are in the firm mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so we're uh we're slowly creeping up i think one day it'll be more just more of a consulting firm than a cpa firm general tax and audit right so jerry can continue to do his <laughs> thing and not you know worry about i'm going his. with you bud yeah so the first time I ever heard of Schneider Downs was two years ago. I was an ambassador for Real Men Wear Pink Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. And your company is, like, solid through that. I think they've had seven or eight candidates. I did it with Jeff Schmerkani. Yep. Yeah. And he's, uh, a... he's a runner. Yep. <laughs> that boy can run. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he can run like you can eat food. But I, <laughs> they, they've done such a – they've been a huge component. I don't know who your ambassador is this year. I'm sure they have somebody. And uh, – they do. I forget who it is, honestly. But yeah, they've always had someone 
run yeah. that run that program. I figured if you're giving out their trade secrets, we'd give them some good publicity. Yeah, because they they have been integral. Um, it's it's usually about ten to twelve guys that do it. I think maybe they've had like seventeen guys, but the events, your all your coworkers came to the event that he had, and it's just uh, they do a lot. I mean, in which that event regard. was that? Um, he has a. They have an open brew night, like a brewery, yep. and we it was out in the South Hills. I Mindful, yeah. yeah, and uh, I think they're closing. Uh, I just heard they're closing. Yeah, might be a little hard for. I mean, the real drinkers from this they come from this side of the tunnel, so <laughs> <laughs> it might be hard for them to stay open. But no, it was uh, it was unique to see because like I I love the people I work with, you know, but. It, you get into a company, a structure like that, to see those guys come out and do it is like they got their own shit to worry about. But they, they did. They came out and supported it in a great fashion. And they continue to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. I, I want to say the reason I got involved in it was because of a guy from Schneider Downs. I just His name has displaced me right now. But uh, he was a customer of mine. His father had breast cancer. Yeah. And he got into it. And uh, it's a good way to get back. There's there's benefits as a business owner to do it. You know, you get yourself out there. Yeah. Um, it's not easy when you're, you know, sometimes you look at yourself, I'm just a dry cleaner, you know, but when you put yourself out there, then people people start to respect you. You become more than that, you know. So that was one of the things that I enjoyed out of it. I actually <laughs> was dressed in drag for it. So <laughs> oh, yeah. believe me, I was all in. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so there's, there's pictures on the internet. You can post them. Yeah. You can let 11,000 people see me wear a dress on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it's a good cause, though. It's one thing every, you know, every leader at the firm tries to get involved in, in some cause that they care about, right? Like, mine's kids, right? I helped help lead the uh, the Sarah Hines house right? okay. on North Shore. Yeah. Sit on, on, on their board now and... Uh, helping them grow and, and turn the page from a, a pretty rocky 2022. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was tough for nonprofits coming out of that, you know? Yeah. What does the Sarah Hines foundation do? I, I've heard of it. Sarah Hines house. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really a foundation. And yes, Sarah Hines, you know, put them in her will. Um, but they, they service, uh, an after school program for, for kids. Okay. Um, I think they've north of 300 kids now, and then they've got a summer camp program, and they've really looked for ways. Like their facility is massive; they've got these two huge gyms, massive pool, um, a fitness center, and stuff. So, like they've got the fitness center available at all times of day. So they're they're looking for ways and other, which was what I was going to say to uh, you know to monetize what they're doing outside of the after school program because like they don't charge those families like barely anything. I think it's like 20 bucks a year to be wow. part of that program. Yeah. Our, our last guest said something that I never have heard before, but she said Pittsburgh is an incubator for nonprofits. Yeah. It's like people in Pittsburgh do more philanthropy work than most places in the country. So yeah, I didn't realize that. the stat I heard, which really stuck out at me when I did uh, leadership Pittsburgh, you ever heard of that, that organization? It's probably in Pittsburgh Magazine. I probably read it. It's definitely yeah. on there. Yeah. 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 Um, Pittsburgh has the most nonprofits per capita in the country. It's because all the I foundations we got. You know, she was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. It's crazy. Yeah. It's littered in a good way. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I think we live in a unique part of the country. 
Yeah, people were the, the separation of wealth is is there everywhere, but in here it seems like it's a little bit tighter, and it, it seems like people don't. You know, we talked about before, like the guy that can talk to the CEO of the company or the janitor mm-hmm. of the company. It seems like you see that more here in Pittsburgh. You know, there's not a lot of multi-billionaires hailing a cab in the city and throwing their towel at someone and saying, get out of my way. How many billionaires do you think Pittsburgh has? Probably not many. Mm-hmm. How many billionaires in the state of Pennsylvania? Probably 10, maybe. I mean, that's yeah, the interesting. Whole state. I wonder. We need an Alexa in here, bro. We could just be yeah. like, Alexa. You count Mark Cuban as one? Is no, he a, he's, he's not a Pittsburgh resident, right? Not he, you're resident. more Pittsburgh than Cubans, Pittsburgh. Because, yeah. you know, I think about this, and it's perfect that you're a guest. When the O was shutting down, Ooh. and he said, someone should save the O. I'm like, you're worth a billion dollars, bro. <laughs> if you wanted to save a small corner restaurant yeah. and a, a mid-tier college campus, sorry, Pitt, you would save it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you would I just save it. Picked up on your little <laughs> there. Well, I mean, I don't mean the bash pit, but in the realm of it's not UCLA. It's not you know. Yeah. If he wanted to save it, he could have saved it. Yeah, Write sure. a check. It you know. That what is been that open. now? It's a taco place. Yeah, because they kept the uh, like the counter set up the same. Yeah, and then just yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, the O was a staple, man. Like, yeah. where's the best hot dog in Pittsburgh now? That the best hot dog. Oh man! Is Franksuary still open? Yeah, Franksuary. Uh, the one in Lawrenceville, I think, yeah. is still there. The one in Market Square is gone, w- way gone. All right, I'm gonna interrupt you. Okay. Yeah. There are three billionaires in Pittsburgh. Okay. Maggie Hardy Knox. Yep. Which is 84 Lumber. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thomas Tall, which I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Tall. Yeah, he's the guy who's connected to the Michigan VC firm that bought Acresure. Or okay. that, that was part of the Acrisure deal. Yeah, there was a local uh, time that whole okay. deal. Ed Stack. Ed Stack is... Ed Stack, is it Dick's? No. I don't know. There are 735 billionaires in the United States. Hmm. So three in Pittsburgh. Three, three in Pittsburgh? It's pretty decent. Ed Stack. What was Ed Stack? I'm Did you look him up? that up now, too. I think Ed Stack... That sounds familiar. You might have got it, Joey. We need a Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah. You're right. So his house. Look at you. His house is his house. His house is out there in his house hills where they don't drink beer like we do out here in the North Hills. Why do they call it Dicks? (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna go there, bro. (laughs) Like, no, but his name's Ed. Well, he wasn't the founder. Oh, he wasn't? He's a just works there. He's a billionaire just He's a, yeah, well, fucking selling shoes. Well, he <laughs> saved his money. Yeah. One pair of Nikes at a time. Yeah. Got a four hundred one k. Yeah. So the thing with Dix was it was a regular old sporting goods store. So they say, like you can see the pictures in their ads. It's like mom and pop, like Allegheny Tackle was down here. Gurgling Dix, Jerry. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, don't do it, dude. You gotta be don't careful. Don't go to Dix.com. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, good thing you're the boss. Um. Dick Sporting Goods was founded by an 18-year-old Richard Stack. Yeah, so he inherited Dick Stack Dick with Dick Stack. Dick Stack. Oh, Jesus Christ! Jesus there Christ! I probably would have changed that name. We uh, just ruined 90, 300 dollars from his grandmother's cookie jar. Dick Dick opened a modest bait and tackle store in Binghamton, New York. 
So no. to transition from dicks to mayonnaise, <laughs> what are you, what you're saying? <laughs> what are you eating? You really switched that up. Yeah, we just came here <laughs> to talk about food. Now we're talking about dick. dicks. We should be talking about pancake stacks, bro. So what's the best pancake stack you can get in Pittsburgh? Pamela's. I, I'm a big Pam's guy. Hotcakes, you yes. know. Yes. Sitting yeah. Michelle Obama's I don't think chair. I've had pancakes. I always have crepes. Oh. Crepes. Don't they have crepes at... They're hotcakes. Yeah, they're like somewhere yeah. in between. Yeah, they're like I don't think thick, they're crepes. I don't think they're. They're like thick crepes. But yeah, thin they're like pancakes. thick crepes with like crispy, yeah, crispy edges. Yeah. Like a lot. I can't go there though. I'm a big fan of two entrees, as you know. Yeah. So, I can't go there and just get the hotcakes though. I don't you know. know what grown adult goes anywhere and <laughs> buys just pancakes. I think <laughs> exactly. it's not yeah, socially it acceptable for a grown ass man. To be like, yeah, I'll just have pancakes. Sausage. And you can't. Yeah. I mean, I would you love to. Be going through some things. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to just go eat some pancakes. But then people are going to look at me like, look at this guy just eating fucking I just pancakes. can't wait till we read <laughs> like the comments. Talking. Little known fact about Ed Stack is he goes to Pamela's <laughs> and he just, just pancakes. pancakes. <laughs> There's the circle, Joe. And are they? Are they? Does Pamela's not call them pancakes? Mm. <laughs> like, why would they call them pancakes? They definitely oh, should. Jesus like, it's Christ. so close there. Like, so close. <laughs> um, I'm with you there. Rails, that would bro. work. And off the rails brings us to barbecue. Mm. What's the best barbecue in Pittsburgh? You know, Pittsburgh is not a barbecue town. No, no, no. They're just not. That's true. I, but I do like Mitch's. Mitch's okay. Barbecue on 19 in uh, basically Wexford. Okay. Yeah. Where are you from originally? You said you're transplant. Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of moved all around the East Coast. Uh, I was in Philly for the longest. Mm, Actually, before that. I left Philly, before like I went to Duquesne for college. Yeah. And got stuck. <laughs> um, I put a I, I made a cheesesteak website right before oh. I left. Top top fifteen from my, and I probably ate like thirty to forty different places, but went top top fifteen. Yeah. So. Joe's and Pat's, or Gino's and Pat's, sorry. Bottom of the list. If you oh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard oh, that. Oh, that. Oh, that too, yeah. too mainstream, too, com- too commercialized, sure. right? Yeah. Popular, but. Yeah, just a tourist better. trap. 100% tourist <laughs> trap is what they were. Yeah. And are. Yeah. I mean, rubber. Rubber yeah. meat. Well, so what was the top? Oh, man. At the time, it was a uh, Frusco's. It's no longer open. It was a cousin of Steve's. Steve's Princess Steaks has a bunch of different locations throughout the city. But also a big fan of Tony Luke's, Pudgy's. Um, what's it called? In, uh, over by the stadiums. Oh, man. People in, Pit- people in Philly are yeah. like, come on! Dal Sandro's was big fan of that, too, and it's gone downhill over the it, years. Isn't there one that's like pork? John's roast pork. That's the yeah. one I was trying to think of. John's yeah. roast pork. But their cheesesteak is better than the roast pork. Right. And that that's definitely in the top two for me. See, I'm a big guy Like when it comes to the bread. I think the cheesesteak, half of it's the steak, and half of it has got to be that bread. Yeah. The so I'm a big fan of Pepe's here in Pittsburgh. Pepe's is solid. Because that bread yeah. is just – and then the sausage, chicken mix, the yeah. big Nate, big fan. Yeah. Well, the Pizzeria David. Their their cheesesteak's outstanding. The only thing that it would make it better is the bread. They use something a little too soft, almost like a Mancini's, 
And it's just too soft for a cheesesteak. Like, you need something that'll hold it together a little better. Yeah, got to travel well, too. You know, you yeah. can't just sometimes eat it right then and there. You got to be able to reheat it. <laughs> right. It's soggy and all the way through. I think that's what you see a lot in the Philly cheesesteaks is they just load it up with a lot of grease, a lot of oh, yeah. the cheese, and then it just... It's like soup. I'm starving. Cheesesteak soup. Dude, we didn't think this through. We should have had a bunch of food here. We should have had a cheese board at least. A cheese charcuterie board. I mean, I ate before I came. (laughs) I had uh, homemade tacos tonight. We didn't cook them in the Instapot. (laughs) No? Thank God. Uh, I like not doing dishes. It's like my goal is to like, I'm like a one pot cooker. Like, Oh man, not me. I hate doing dishes. It's I like, it I don't know how I inherited the task at home either. I'm like the dish guy at my house. Like I wake up every morning, start my day off by doing dishes. Mm. And I do it like that because I'm like, well, the day is going to go up from there. <laughs> it can't get any worse than doing the dishes. Yeah. Right. You have a dishwasher. Yeah, but you still got, I mean, we got kids. They just leave shit everywhere. I yeah. totally I thought you were going to say her name, Sarah. Dude. <laughs> Dude. She's not going to be listening. Look, I'm, I'm, we go over the principles all the time of don't be the smartest guy in the room, but I'm not that. I'm not the dumbest guy in any room to say she's my dishwasher. I, uh, at our house in Oakmont, we had a rollover dishwasher that you had to like roll over the sink and hook up. And then when that broke... I was like, we don't even need a dishwasher. Like, we're good. And that lasted about 13 days. And then I remodeled half the kitchen to make sure we had a built-in dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. It's garbage disposal and a dishwasher is a must. Raising a family, you need yeah. to have it. Like, throw everything in there. You guys got Pittsburgh restaurant power rankings? You guys know your Ooh. where your no. what's your head at with I that? Like it. Yeah. Uh, so one of my favorites is. Well, we're gonna, uh, we're going to go for it, though. You can start us off. I mean, I don't have a list, but uh, I live in Plum, so uh, oh, yeah. what's that, 80 acres out there? I'm a fan that's of 80 pretty acres, good. man. That's uh, that's up there. That's me and my wife's place. I Go love that spot. Often. Um, the, their chef is awesome. They're, yeah. like, their head chef. Yeah. I started to get, during the pandemic, meat and seafood from them because like, everyone turned into like purveyors, more or yeah, less, yeah. right? They're salmon. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've never had a bad meal there. Yeah. I like the ambiance. Yeah. It's good stuff. So I have a little secret. Um, Rico's in the North Hills, Italian mm. restaurant. Um, it's close to where I work, so I get, like, appetizers for lunch. It's, like, my real treat to myself, and it's relatively cheap. But if I was to, like, sit down and have to have a meal meal, like, last electric chair, going to the electric chair meal... <laughs> I'm going Village Inn in Verona, man. Dude, that's what that's your last meal. That's your last meal. That's it, man. Uh, The Village Inn. I mean, it's good, but I just I'm probably having pancakes. Pancakes. (laughs) Just pancakes. (laughs) No, I just think like a good I mean, maybe you could point me in the direction, but I love a a good vodka cream sauce. Love a good vodka cream. Cheese ravioli, hot sauces on the right direction. Anywhere but there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. No offense. Oh, man. I can't uh, do it. We eat, uh, I'm like, I don't like, I'm not a big food guy, I guess, really, but I, that's my favorite meal. Cheese ravioli, vodka cream sauce, sausage on top. Okay. Anywhere I can get it from. But Village Inn has always been my favorite. Mike Ways used to be great. It's going to be ba- It's going to be back. It's probably going to be better than ever. So maybe we'll yeah. take the electric chair to Mike Ways. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> that's probably gonna happen yeah i don't know what's, what's your power what's your what's your top I don't one know, man what I, comes to mind 
Where, were, where did you just know. go have that, like, uh, last year you went down into the basement and had, like, the 30-course uh, meal? That was Velazzi's downtown. Yeah, you swear by that location. Place, yeah. yeah, it's a good spot. And uh, I met the owner of that location, Julian Velazzi, uh, at a charity event. They were auctioning off different, like, packages from the restaurants, so both the Greensburg and the city location, where you could – and it was it was a charity event. It was a live auction you had a, there were a lot of people in the room with a lot more money than I had, and there was a lot of alcohol being consumed. <laughs> so this auction got real out of hand real fast. But here I am with just as much alcohol being consumed, and I'm like, I have a credit card <laughs> that's got a really high limit. I'm going to town here. And he had one that was um, one of the things they were raffling off was um, a picnic at your backyard. And they brought a big-ass tent for, like, 30 people. A big tent, tables, silverware, plates, all the food, all the alcohol. And it was all included. And Sounds servers. like another party we weren't invited to. Well, there we go. There <laughs> so I'm like, dude, I want to do that. Like, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to have this big-ass party in my backyard with all this great food. So I started bidding on it. And it's like 1000 bucks, 2000 bucks, And I'm like, right, you know, 3000 bucks. I'm like, hit me. Hit me. <laughs> All right, four thousand bucks. I'm like, Ooh. go. Yeah, it went for seven thousand or eight thousand dollars. I did like, not go that. You're high. like, thank you, after, sir. After yeah. four, I'm like, fuck this thing. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I did not go any higher. But what I did is I went over and talked to Julian Velazzi, and I was like, hey, listen, can I just work that out with you? I tried bidding, and he's like, Jerry. I don't know why anybody would pay what they paid for that. That's ridiculous. And the guy that won it, he's just – it was for charity. And yeah. he mm-hmm. does that stuff all the time, and he throws a bunch of money, and he's like, the fact is he probably will never even have the party. He just pays for it, and he's done. And it all goes to charity. So um, so we ended up doing that. But I had them um, for Mother's Day last year, and it was – we did it after Mother's Day. It was, But we gave it to them for Mother's Day. We had a dinner in the basement – of the downtown location. It's a wine cellar, um, private table. And, um, we had our own, you know, we had a couple servers, all the wine, and they just kept bringing us food. It was all family style. It was private. Just, just us. It was cold down there. Cause it's a, you know, chilled wine cellar. Um, it was a really, really cool experience. The yeah. food was freaking unbelievable. The service was awesome. Uh, it was definitely an experience that, you know, it was crazy, but, um, but Julian's a good dude. He's super nice. He's got, there's three restaurants now. There's yeah. Velazzi's in Greensburg, Greensburg. There's Velazzi's downtown. And then they own Talia downtown. Yeah. Um, I've not been to Talia, but I've been to the two Velazzi's. Like when I was growing up, Velazzi's Greensburg, like if we were going somewhere for like a really fancy meal and it didn't happen often cause we didn't have any money. <laughs> but like if we were going somewhere to celebrate like mom's birthday, we went to Velazzi's well, Greensburg. Well, that's maybe that's why I said the Village Inn, because that's where we used to go, man. Yeah, that's it was time it was. to cut yeah. loose and celebrate, man, we would go to the Village Inn. Yeah. <laughs> Not on Monday nights, though. They were closed. Yeah. They're BYOB now. Do you know that? After really? New Year, they went back BYOB. Yeah, they used to have that. a wine license, wine and beer, yeah, I guess. You get, like, six bottles of, like, barefoot yeah. <clears throat> right. to choose from. But now they went straight BYOB. It's so. probably beneficial for a restaurant at some point. If you're, either, if you're not all yeah. in. You're I don't like it. I don't like it. Here's why. From a business perspective, I'm taking all the risk and I'm making no money. 
Yeah. I might have a little corking yeah. fee, you know, but I'm not making much money on that alcohol if I'm not if I'm not providing it. But I'm still responsible for you. So if you drink that entire bottle of wine and kill somebody on the way home, I still have to have liquor liability insurance to cover yeah. my ass because I let you drink that bottle of wine. Right. Not only that, you mm. you mon you don't monitor it. Right. So like you don't, don't have as much control. You don't know how yeah. much they've drank. So I've I know people that have bought like events event spaces and stuff that were always like just bring your own alcohol and they said no we got they got a license no more bringing your own alcohol pissed a lot of people off but hey if i'm taking all the risk i want to make some money on it yeah that's you know what i mean that's right to pay for that liability insurance that's shit liquor liability insurance is no joke it's yeah that's 100 percent why golf courses do it too because like guys used to roll into a golf course with two 30 packs you're playing 18 holes in three and a half hours you've got four guys you're drinking a 30 pack of beer yeah now your risk is even worse because you know you know at some point this summer someone's gonna hit somebody right you know so yeah there's a lot of risk and no no profit to be gained so but yeah i don't know Velazzi's is awesome um you know, I I, I kind of stay local a lot, so I hit, you know, the lot. And yeah, I mean, we're lucky. I mean, I don't live in Oakmont anymore, but we're very lucky in this area to have. I mean, if you live in Oakmont, you, you don't have to go out of town really no. to eat. Yeah. So no. the unlucky part of me is I started having kids when the food scene started popping in Pittsburgh. Mm, because if you think tough. back to, like, when you're dating somebody, you know, like, I'm tending years in now, you're however. 20. There was, like, you really would, like, 20. go to, like, what was it? Morton's. You had Morton's was a big time yeah. deal. You know, you had the Lamont. Yeah. Ruth's uh, Chris. Ruth Chris. You had like those those all staples. Now. Yeah. All yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I think Morton's is still pretty good. Yeah. I've only been there once. Yeah. It was good. I had a gift card. Yeah. But there's um, like five better steakhouses in yeah. a half yeah. mile radius now. Right. And I also think that like the lot. Yeah. Is pretty freaking good and I have a parking lot. I don't have to worry about getting stabbed when I leave. <laughs> and you're eight minutes eight eight minutes at most from your house. It's a, well, at most. Yeah. If I go Go around a block four times (laughs) (laughs) if i can't remember how to get home (laughs) um great great brunch too right ruth chris um i wasn't a big fan of their steak but i was a huge fan of their cream spinach Mm. Uh, it was like i mean it like i never would have thought cream spinach could be that good and i was like wow that's really good so that was i've never had it as good as i've had it there i mean yeah Probably only had it one other place, so I'm not I'm not the Pittsburgh food dude, bro. I'm yeah. like the Pittsburgh dry clean dude. Yeah, sometimes we feel like you know you want something different, you want to try something new, um, but it's tough when we we're surrounded by pretty good restaurants here, and I don't have to worry about driving home. I don't have to, you know, it's nice, yeah. but I can tell you that there have been several times that my wife and I have been going. Let's go somewhere different. I don't know where do you want to go. I don't know. Let's pick up. Let's look at Bill's fa- uh, Instagram feed and look for something good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna need to put a list together for people like that. Yeah, I texted you the one day. You know? I'm like, dude, yeah. I want really good pizza. Where to go? And you gave me like five places, and four of them were closed that day, and the other one couldn't get me in. I'm like, <laughs> well, sounds like I'm ordering Veltries. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the problem with the yeah. Because those places ones. don't open every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's hard to get in. Yeah. We have a great restaurant by us, Brick and Barrel. Fantastic place. Good spot. They're yeah. packed. Good burgers. Yeah, the burgers. Is that where you are? Yeah, the burgers are crazy good. I mean, they're packed. They're busy all the time. Um, so what are you in Shaler? Uh, O'Hara. Yeah, yeah. O'Hara. Yeah. I'm literally like a stone's throw from there. Yeah. But like my move is is to order takeout from there. They have a great bourbon selection. 
tell them to slow down the process <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> slow it down. And uh, like I said, my wife doesn't watch the show. Yeah. And then I'm like, you believe how busy they're over there? Bullshit. Hour and a half. <laughs> cook a burger. Pizza. Why do Come you on. stink like bourbon? <laughs> nah, it's, it's the Took aroma. It's, it's candle. <laughs> so. Have you been to uh, Three Brothers Bagels over there? I think it's like, it's closer to Glenshaw, but it's probably pretty close to you. No, but I did just read that they, were, they opened recently. It's, it's I mean, yeah, now. they're already popping. Three yeah, Brothers there. Bagels? Yeah, like wine's out the door. I haven't been able to make it there yet. It's funny how like things like that, like if you were sitting down with pen and paper and you were going through 10 things to open in Pittsburgh, you wouldn't be like... Bagels. Like six <laughs> wouldn't be bagels. <laughs> Don't no. Three, nine, 10, and 15 wouldn't be bagels. No, That's the thing, not man. at all. You got to be but unique. Brugger's got complacent. Brugger's was better 15 years ago than they are today. That's true. Very complacent because they had a huge market share. And yeah. you go to a lot of places, there's multiple bagel locations. Mm. Yep. So... We were in, uh, years ago, Outer Banks, and there was a place called Duck Donuts. They oh, yeah. one here. And yeah, there's yeah. one in South Hills. Yeah. And it's like, why isn't that concept everywhere? It's grown a lot, that concept. Mostly by, like, the shore of where Duck Are they started. mini donuts? Are yeah, they're like mini, mini donuts, donuts, but made to order. Yeah, yeah. create your own adventure type of donut. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. When the Mattress Warehouse, her factory in Oakmont, goes out of business. They're never going to go out of business. We could put a mini a donuts in there. They make money there? I've never... Seen anybody? That's in that what I'm donut. saying. How is that? Still I've going? lived in this town it's been a couple yeah. of years. Right? A month I ago, drive by it at least zero. twice a day. A month ago, I almost wrecked into it at that intersection <laughs> because <laughs> I looked over and saw You'd be the first guy somebody laying on a on a mattress, and I was like, "Dude, there's going to be balloons outside. This is first sale <laughs> shit going on right now." And I look a little bit closer, and the person. Sat up and then walked over and sat behind the desk. So it was the person <laughs> was working the there taking yeah. a fucking nap. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. dude, I, and they build them everywhere. I mean, I'm on McKnight Road. There's, it's yeah. a running joke in the North Hills. What's yeah. going here? Mattress store. Yeah. So I thought when I were, when they first went in and my my business wasn't as busy, I thought, man, I should just get a job there. Get paid whatever, and fifteen bucks an hour, and then just do my taxes <laughs> right and do my work yeah. there with a sign out front. Yeah. <laughs> Clients come in, do their taxes. There's nobody right there buying a mattress, yeah, so I might as well. Acquisition of that property, it's double dipping. Yeah, the, the acquisition of that property. <laughs> I have had to pay to rent, and I'm getting paid by the hour. <laughs> they had to clean it up. Oh yeah, the gas station. Yeah. Then rebuild, and like it's a front. It's got to be a front. Yeah, a nationwide front for yeah. like. The Gabini family. That's why know, we like. have FinCEN rules where we have to do beneficial ownership because <laughs> of the fucking mattress. Your mattress factory got $88 billion in ERC. Did it? $79 trillion in PPP. <laughs> and they're just sleeping on their mattresses. Now, the mattress factory, the original mattress factory, I think that place still does business. But Well, they're legit. They, they yeah, they're legit. Yeah. 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 But these mattress warehouses, like, there's nobody in that store ever. Yeah. So for our future guests, yeah. we talk about food. Find the owner of that. <laughs> Mattresses. Yeah, like, find the owner of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... He's a Mexican drug cartel <laughs> boss. <laughs> it's like breaking we'll go on location <laughs> to <Breaking> Columbia. <laughs> What's the guy that was the head of the cartel? What was his name? Trump called him out. What Pablo was Escobar? Escobar. Escobar. We'll have him talk about the mattress <laughs> factory. He's in jail. Can you yeah. tell me about the mattress warehouse? <laughs> yeah. No. 
<laughs> Three local men end up beheaded. <laughs> yeah. On, on Mexican closed circuit television. You want to air something, bitch? Um, At the mattress. What's store. your cut of steak? I'm sure that changes often, but if we're sitting down right now, what are we eating? Mm. That's good. Good question. I mean, depends uh, what you're aging Adele, first. I, I mean, fillet is good, but I I like some of the. A porterhouse is the move. Sure. Yeah, if you sure. if they can do it, right? Yeah. Like I'm gonna be in New York tomorrow. Okay. And uh, there there'll be a porterhouse coming my way. <laughs> so you're a from New York uh, steak guy over a Chicago steak guy. Delmonico's. Uh, I think we're going to. It's called Gallagher's. Okay. Yeah. Haven't been there yet, but I've heard heard great things. Yeah. Yeah, medium rare porterhouse. I'll I'll tell you, I'll right. keep an eye on your Instagram, see that picture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll be there. There's no doubt. Uh, I was gonna give you my top five, by let's the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's see, see the, the one that counts. What's that one? The professional in the room. Oh yeah. uh, well, Village Inn. I don't know if they made the top hundo. hundo <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Simple man, bro. I'm a simple man. It's okay. Yeah. Um fish nor fowl. Has, has been one that's at the top of my list now. This is a dynamic list, right? Sure, you're a dynamic food guy, so I'm not so. sure you're not going to say Chick-fil-A, you Papa got locations John's. for these what part of Popeyes. Time? Sure, <laughs> yeah. Fish nor fowl is in the old, um, is it salt of the earth? In uh, Garfield, Upper Lawrenceville oh, area. Yeah, yeah. It's a Richard DeChance restaurant, Italian. They're, they're unbelievable. Every, everything from like cocktails to the desserts is... Uh, is superior what's the go-to plate what do you menu item uh, i want to say they had a lasagna dish that was amazing but again i'm not one to just order one dish right <laughs> so <laughs> so i like man do i go ham when when i see that menu i do remember their tiramisu being one of the best tiramisus i have ever had and i am not a dessert guy I've actually been known to order another entree during dessert when everyone else is ordering dessert. That's a I have, move. I don't feel – I feel like that needs to be done more frequently. Like, Yeah, I've, yeah. I'm going to have to do that. I'm like, what do you want for right? dessert? I'm like, yeah, like put, steak. Play the, <laughs> play the highlights again. Right? Andy Reid, you know? the super – Andy Reid from the Chiefs, on his job interview for the Chiefs, ordered a steak at – at dinner for in his yeah. interview and like during the interview when it was all said and done they passed a dessert menu and uh he's like no nah, i'm not That's a dessert a guy but i'll take another steak <laughs> yes. he ordered a second yeah. steak for dessert in the interview i'm gonna do that That's phenomenal. yeah, yeah. So, like why it should be uh, more accepted yeah as a more, yeah okay no i learned yeah. something today yeah it's a power move no, all right, all right. then Number you got two i got dianoia's eatery i mean that one another italian i think like they're good people too like yeah when he was first coming up i was i we did the pittsburgh magazine's best like of the yeah. berg so we were we were at the I thing was there. yeah so i was uh the best dry cleaner and he was there and he, they were like right next to us but like you could just tell like he was just a grinder loved his stuff like yeah. so he cares about every detail that they couldn't you know. get a table in there around that time because yeah. my wife was pregnant with our first child and we we couldn't she yeah. went with her girlfriends they ended up getting a pub top yeah randomly but great great guy yeah just you could tell yeah they're they've got so many different dishes that are just top notch there's uh sorrentina bread bowl with gnocchi vodka sauce what? yeah anybody that thought of putting gnocchi oh, in a bread bowl God. has a special place in you, heaven you win 
Yeah, yeah, he's you a winner. Win. Yeah, you're a winner, <laughs> right? And they take yeah. their amazing pizza bread and turn that into a bread bowl. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it's like, you know, you get soup in a bread bowl, and you're like, "Oh, it's soup." Well, I'm just gonna eat this entire loaf of bread that's around it. Remember <laughs> those 14 you pounds? You pound the fucking pasta <laughs> oh. in a loaf they're, of bread. They're gnocchi too, are small pillows. Oh, like I know. They're, yeah, legit. Yeah, they're good. What yeah. else you got? Pusides. Pusides Garden is a Thai place in Lawrenceville. We talked about it earlier, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're incredible. Um, Pusides, I think it's the name of the the grandma that like started and had all the recipes there. But that's their atmosphere, too, is un- unbelievable. Like one of the times where the food lines up to how awesome the atmosphere is. It's like it's a big square, and then there's a small square inside that that's just a garden. And it, and outdoor eating, and then uh-huh. just like a, a thirty foot um, glass wall by the bar, um, and all the seating around the garden too is like yeah. the main dining area. Nice. But yeah, they've got this short rib um, curry dish that I'll never forget. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah. Right? I mean, you made that like sound like we need a package. Oh, no. like, Go! He really. <laughs> Into the memory. I don't know if we're dressed dressed for that. Village Inn, bro. Yeah, I mean these places, all these places, you need reservations a month in advance. Like it sucks. Is there a way to skip that? Do you have ways around? I've never taken advantage of that. You know, be like, dude, I'm Pittsburgh food dude too. (laughs) I interviewed the Pittsburgh food dude. Can I skip the six? I just invited him to dinner. (laughs) He'll be here in an hour. You better seat me. Yeah. So we're at what three there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number four. Four, uh, I'd say uh, Gaucho. Okay. Gaucho Perea downtown. Heard heard the of Argentinian. Place, Argentinian right? wood fire grill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've just been a fan of them ever since they were in the strip. Like steak sandwiches. Mm-hmm. There and the bread, like the bread and the sauces, yeah. and they've changed a lot over the years. Like it used to be they. You know, they gave you all four of those sauces, and it was self-serve as much as you wanted. Now, it's like, I think it's a dollar per little, you know, two-ounce uh, canister of sauce. Uh, and, and, yeah. But you don't need that much, and, yeah, it's still worth it. And and now they're open for lunch downtown. Like, so. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, yeah they... I don't mind restaurants charging for that stuff nowadays because, no. like, it's to me the principle is they either do it or they're out of business. So, like, charge me. Like, if I got to get plates with my pizza, charge me for the plates. I want to mm. pay my fair share because I don't want a, a restaurant like that to go out because they gave out too many free sauces, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. and it's the truth because it, it used to not be significant. But now, when you look at the bottom line and you're losing 5% of your profit because you're giving out these sauces, you can't survive that much longer. You know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can appreciate the dollar for the sauce. Yeah, I'll pay it every time. <laughs> Especially if it's on your top five. Yeah. They might raise know. it to a buck and a quarter tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then I'll, the final five is tough. The fifth one is tough. But I'll say uh, it's between three. <laughs> just turned into a. Hey, top we're seven we're going top eight. <laughs> no, I'll I'll just make it just to round out the uh, the cuisines. Mola, M- Mola is in uh, East Liberty, sushi place in East Liberty, and I think that they're at the level of Gai Jin, which is downtown Richard Deshan's place, 
before about the quarter of the cost. So, like, just so, so she worth can it. get up there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and Guy Jin, I mean, you're talking twenty bucks per entree, basically, mm-hmm. and each entree is like equivalent to three little pieces of sushi. Yeah. So you got to order twenty different entrees to get full. <laughs> <laughs> you can't walk out of there without spending like three hundred bucks. There's what an, about uh, home yeah. cooking, man? What What'd your mom make, or what'd your What'd your grandparents make that takes you back? My my family don't have a ton of there's not a ton of family recipes like yeah, yeah when I go home it's like we we cook steak we do a uh, biggest tradition we've done now is chopped so like we do uh, our own little version of chopped around Christmas time you know about mm-hmm. that AJ tried to implement that didn't yeah he? we did one with yeah. my family yeah yeah one time it was fun. Yeah, so we pick like three random ingredients, except okay. people prepare for them, right? Yeah. Yeah, not like, all right, here, just use what's on hand and cook, right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's not good enough cooks to do Got that. Hey, we're going cheese, to the wife's house. We're going to the wife's family for next Christmas. We'll yeah. see you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's no, that's a cool idea. Right? Yeah. yeah you we, watch all those shows? Or? Not anymore. The one I, I stuck with for the longest is probably Top Chef. Okay. Yeah. My wife falls asleep to the British baking show. Mm. So. <laughs> yes. I guess calming. Like, good show you're to just fall like chopping <laughs> shit in your sleep. <laughs> I did get into sourdough recently. Okay. Did you? Yeah. So I ordered a 234 uh, year old starter off of Etsy for eight bucks. Really? I was like, this is, that's it? And there's this whole made-up story on Etsy. I'm like, there's no way this is real. Because <laughs> they've sold 42,000 little little pieces of the starter just like in granules. Mm. Yeah. And made up the story. I, I mean, it could be real for all I know. I found my right. new business venture. Yeah, right? people just like bring that, bring it over with them and stuff. Like we have all the bulls and stuff for it. But we have, I think we had starter. My wife got it from somewhere and I threw it out. I didn't know what it was. Oh, no. So I made it. Yeah, it wasn't like original. It wasn't like 243 years old. Right. But I threw it out. I made a starter. Yeah. And started messing around with it uh, last year at some point and uh, made a few things. And then, you know, that, it's a time commitment. Yeah. And every is. day you got to feed the starter. And like you, you start with flour and water and you let it ferment. And then mm-hmm. every day you have to take out a certain number of grams of it and throw the rest in the garbage or cook yeah or cook with it or bake something with it and then you put it back in and you fill it with a little bit more water and more flour and you total I water feel like it's one of those things day. that you would do for like 60 years and then your kids would like unplug your refrigerator to save 10 bucks on an electric bill <laughs> and kill your starter. and just kill your fucking starter you could bring it back to life though yeah it's you crazy yeah and it's, it's weird. It's, like it survived world wars and civil yeah. wars and yeah, yeah. Sourdough's fun. How, how, what all of you have done with it? Uh, I mean, I I tried to create my own starter for like two or three weeks and it kept dying. And I was like, really? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna start with someone else's. Yeah. And build off of that. So I got two. I got one for my cousin, and hers has been going for a while. She said she comes from a family of bakers, too. Um, and that one, man, it, it just grows so fast. Yeah. And then the uh, the 230-year-old one from San Fran, 
it's just so stinky in a good way, you know. It's <laughs> it's what you want. Like it's gonna be real sour. Um and that one's going on like day five or six, that's it right now. So yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Messing around with that stuff, just trying to experiment with stuff. Right. I yeah. made last year I saw I think it was probably on TikTok or something, but uh honey and a bunch of cloves of garlic and oh, crushed red pepper. Yep. Just leave it on your counter. And every day you have to burp it. Because it's it ferments. Yeah, yeah. The garlic ferments. You have to burp it or else your jar will explode. Um, <laughs> but it, the honey the honey gets really, really thin and just straight liquid. It like, thins out. And you use it like hot honey. You can use it like brushing on bread and, and garlic bread or like the crust of your pizza. It's good shit. Yeah, I put Mike's hot honey on a lot it's of basically stuff. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. basically that. It's basically that. Caliente had a Mike's, hot, like a Mike's hot honey pizza. They do. They paid me for that. It's killer, dude. Yeah. It's a problem. Like, it's not like, hey, we're gonna eat this tomorrow because it's not as good heated up. But like, never. So you're like, well, might six, as well just eat it all. Yeah, six pieces. <laughs> and just call it a day. Yeah. So, yeah, Caliente is pretty good. I mean, they're chain like kind of now. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, it's all right. I, they they've been touting how they like won that whole pizza. Yeah, but not uh, every pizza shop took the energy to go. No, so, they don't. Yeah, it's there's not. actually a local guy that I think almost won it. Eddie, um, I forget his name. Eddie's Pizza on Instagram, like he's he's blowing it up now. But like he does, he will make his own pies. He's like somewhere between a Detroit style and a Sicilian style, uh, just like really artisanal. But it's kind of right where I'm at. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean it's outstanding, and he takes only like personal orders it's got to be almost a month in advance and it's almost he was 45 bucks when i bought it from him wow (laughs) i know i was like dude this is this better be good but it was i was like i'll do this i'll do this again in a heartbeat (laughs) so good yeah i think that's one of the things you see too is like uh there's a lady in like the fox chapel community that does her own bagels and you can order on instagram on sundays get them by nine I haven't tried them yet, but like that's that's cool to me, man. Like, yeah, all these people, these recipes started somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't all start in big restaurants downtown. Right. I think it's been fun to see the people on like Instagram Reels and TikTok that, um, that you know, at the beginning when that app started getting popular, you know, they just started cooking and like showing stuff, and now they're like legit. Yeah. Like there was a guy. That just screams at the camera, but he's hilarious. Um, but he's just like a fucking redneck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's no, but, and he makes barbecue Put that on and a stuff like bro. that. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. But he, the guy I'm talking about was on that new Ramsey show where the, the, the four levels, drops next levels. Level yeah, next level chef. He was on the first season of that. Yeah. Um, I hated that show. <clears throat> yeah, it was really dumb. Yeah. Do you guys uh, follow Joel Graham? Graham K- Kitchens on Instagram. Yeah, he's pizza, pizza, right? Remember Joel? We went to yeah. high school with. Dude, he has like an outdoor pizza oven, and the dude makes breads. And and, yeah. and like, man, it is like he's like, what's on the za today? Like he's a character, but like, dude, I I like watch it. And I'm like, dude should open a restaurant. Yeah, like hundred percent. A lot of those people on there are like legit. Like yeah. they're really good. Yeah. Some of them, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, are you? What are you doing? I celebrate a great crisp on a grilled cheese. That's yeah, like that's my a, cooking achievements. That's a good that's a good accomplishment. <laughs> I always thought they should have a clear bottomed frying pan so you didn't have to you flip it see. to see if it was ready. You could just fucking look at it and just set it back down. There you go. So 
Patented. Patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if if we tie the business aspect to a jury, if he was a professional food critic, yeah. could he write off his mileage, his yeah. meals? Anytime you're going out. Travel. Yeah, that's all because. I do yeah. write off my yeah. meals. Yeah, we do. That I post. Okay. Yeah. 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 We don't go crazy, but if it's posted and it's for the for the the um, the business aspect of it then yeah it's all deductible and the one thing that i think a lot of people don't realize and um, accountants probably don't even take it into consideration meals and entertainment is if you're, you're not entertainment anymore that's been eliminated yeah. but meals are typically you can only take 50 percent deduction mm-hmm. but the idea would be is if i take a client to dinner i'm writing off his meal not mine that's the 50 uh, okay. percent right yeah. But if you're buying pizza for your staff for, you know, for Friday, we're going to have pizza pizza for lunch, and we're you can write off 100% of that. If you're in a business like what he's doing, I mean, that's 100% write-off because that's what the business is. It's yeah. it's food. It's so, um, cool. yeah, it's there's the rules change. That's on why he does double steaks. Right, two steaks, <laughs> write it all off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you don't want to get crazy. You want to be able to document, which he right. does. You have yeah. to document that, you know, we went to Dianoyas and – you know, we got this and paid for this, and then I posted it. And the fact is, is it's on the internet, so you can't lie. Yeah. So yeah. you know, your log. Yeah. Now, com- you know that IRS auditor, if they ever came to it, can look at the log and be like, okay, it matches up with this post. It makes sense. There's that meal, nice. and it's deductible. <laughs> I, I also have a log. I could tell you anything I ate. <laughs> going back like a decade. Each. Everything log. you eat. All, like, all the meals, yeah. Like you're every much. single day, yeah, pretty much. Like at home? So only meals. So like at night, you're sitting there watching TV. You're like, I'm gonna have a couple <laughs> Oreos. A so you eat a package of Oreos. You do you document the package of Oreos? Uh, probably, yeah. Wow, that's some dedication. You know, most of the time though, like it's you are it's gonna for become uninsurable. <laughs> they're gonna call for the log. They're gonna audit your fucking log. Yeah, and you're gonna, gonna have to edit this out. Insurable. Your health insurance company is gonna call and be like, we want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, wow. I feel like that's where they're going with Gitco. Like I like kind of like get real apprehensive of giving my ID. Like I don't smoke wow. cigarettes, but if I buy cigarettes, they want my ID, and then they scan it, and I'm like, I don't want you scanning it because if the healthcare industry pairs up with the scan company for the IDs, they're gonna be like, you said you didn't smoke, and they said you only drank eight beers mm-hmm. a day. Well, you've You've bought 78,000 beers. <laughs> okay, and we've done the math. You're at 19 beers a day. Yeah. And you're smoking cartons of cigarettes every month. <laughs> you chew nine cans of chew a day. I'm like, my friends have a lot of bad habits. And yeah. They don't have jobs, <laughs> so I take care of them. It's like some black mirror shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're I mean, watching. It'd be quick. It'd be easy, you know. Get Schneider down to protect your ass, or else they're coming for your information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I think about that. Like, yeah. it's like you're just handing it your driver ID. Yeah, I had a client today told me that his insurance went down because he has one of those little monitor things in his car. Yeah, that did work. Oh, and he's like, yeah, my price. Like, they told me it was going up. I'm like, yeah, I'm putting that shit in my car. I was car. like, yeah, Dude, no I drive things. like an asshole. Like, I don't want them <laughs> to know. Yeah, I, I wake up ten minutes late every day. <laughs> It might start costing me a lot of money to sleep in. Yeah. I'm like, well, do you speed? He's like, yeah. I'm like, does that hurt you? He's like, yeah, that part doesn't help. 
But like, you know, he Dude, drives I drive... safe. He doesn't have any accidents, I guess. But so like six years ago, I went to New Orleans and I did an F one thing and like a Porsche and a Lambo, and they like tell you numbers on the racetrack to drive at, and like they teach you in the classroom to like not like to aim for shit like yeah. when you're driving. And ever since I've done that. I have I've crossed the yellow line seventy five thousand times just aiming for telephone poles, <laughs> driving my Kia or my. I think that's F- what they meant. Well, that's what, when you come out of the break, you aim for that point because, like, if you're coming through a bend, it the the science works. He's, He's got a banking turn. I got a Kia Soul. Soul. Okay. <laughs> Max I mean, is I, out at sixty two miles an hour. I've cut off three minutes in time. My drive breaking into road. the turn, accelerating through the turn. <laughs> no brakes. It's a key of soul. I'm put brakes on gas, any vehicle no I own. I I have seven fifty thousand miles in my trucks, my truck right now. I've never put brakes on it yet. Do you use them? You don't never. use them. Dude, I downshift them. Oh Jesus Christ! So, Oof. I'm a downshifter. Yeah, are you? Yeah, I run that truck like it's a Lambo, bro. Can't yeah. afford one, so I act like it's one. <laughs> <laughs> this was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks so PGH for coming. Food Dude on yeah. Instagram. For anybody that wants to follow, we'll see. You'll have a couple dozen more followers after this episode airs. It's going to have some lists for us coming out, some top tens and stuff, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a good one right now would be like uh, date night places. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, Valentine's you got Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, all the good spots are already taken for Valentine's Day. That's true. Unless you're the Pittsburgh Screwed Food Dude. <laughs> yeah. What is the number one Valentine's Day spot? I can't get a babysitter anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm I'm cooking at home for them too. I'm I've already figured out. I'm making uh, rose raviolis. Oh yeah. So, yeah. My wife sent me a reel. I was like, oh, that looks actually phenomenal. It's like hey. you you layer a bunch of raviolis over one another, pipe it, and then kind of like fold it up to make it look like a rose. And there's a little bit of beets in there. So yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's, I'm in. We'll make a bunch of them, freeze them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bring it in. For yeah, you're the ravioli food. fan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Just as long as it's vodka cream sauce with a little sausage sprinkled on top. Oh. <laughs> no, no, you the whole it. link, bro. I want the whole link. Oh, uh, just I, yeah, plop a link yeah, down on that. I want to be able to cut it up and one by one, double up. And then at home, I just did stuffed peppers on top of the raviolis. There you go. It's, it's my meal, man. I like yeah. it. Comfort food. No beef Wellington places? You know, yeah. I don't know. It's tough to find. There's got to be some. Does Hyde Park do a beef Wellington? They might. They might. Man. Tough crowd with that. Nah, I mean, she looks for it everywhere. Does she ever had it? Is she trying to find she it because of Hell's had Kitchen? It before, but I don't know if Pittsburgh is. Uh, My neighbor made it. The Duquesne Club could probably do it. All right. I'll yeah. call them tomorrow. Yeah, last <laughs> last year my my neighbor had a Christmas party and he made it the first time I ever had it and it was fantastic. Yeah. So maybe I'll just call him up. Yeah, let's do that, Joe. Yep. <laughs> he loves it. He's like, he's like you. He likes to cook. He does it all. He does it all. So. Well, buddy, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate I need to stop it, and yeah. get some food now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. Tony's pizza rolls for me when I get home. Late night eats eat should be its own list too. Like yeah, what are you eating late night? What's what's in the right. fridge at midnight? I mean, I got I got leftover pastrami right now. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, all right, I'll be over. It's a nice <laughs> touch. Yeah. We're going on location at the Pittsburgh Food Dude's house, <laughs> raiding his fridge. We're all hanging out, <laughs> waking up the kids. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, yeah. man. This Thanks, is good. Dude. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for coming.
Thank you for listening to Between Two Bridges, a business-to-business podcast. Find and follow us on your preferred podcast streaming platform. Like and subscribe, and leave us a rating and review. You can join us socially on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Yes, we still call it Twitter. You can email the show at info at betweentwobridgespodcast.com. Until next time, make it till you rake it.